This episode is brought to you by 21 Kicks Journals, the journals you'll actually finish. Research shows that actively doing something for 21 days in a row will change your brain. Our uniquely designed 21-day journals will grow you on a deeper level, help you increase your odds of achieving your goals, and, not to mention, they're fun and beautifully designed. Head to the 21 Kicks Etsy shop today to explore your journaling options. We'll link it in the show notes. Welcome to the Witty and Gritty Podcast, where we believe that lifelong learning and relentless determination are essential to developing your passions and reaching your goals. Here to help you along the way are the hosts of the show. Take it away, ladies. Hey, y'all. I'm Brooke. And I'm Farron. As educators and high achievers, we're passionate about providing our listeners with effective strategies to help navigate life's obstacles and reach your goals sooner. Join us as we break down credible research that gives you a fresh perspective and challenges your limiting beliefs. Laugh and grow as we share personal anecdotes and interviews from people that have demonstrated what it takes to be successful. By implementing these practices, you will develop your unique skill set and learn how to better serve your community. Get your mind right. And enjoy this time designed just for you. This is episode 115 of our mini-series, 13 Things Mentally Strong People Don't Do. Yes, we do a lot of do-do's, and this is a (laughs) don't do. You had no idea. What's going on the I was going to say that. I know. Neither did I. Until like a second before it came out of my mouth, I was like, I'm doing it. I'm do-doing it. Okay. Well, that is a perfect segue into <laughs> chapter four, which is they don't focus on things they can't control. You can't control my mouth, can you? <laughs> all right. So you may not control all the events that happen to you, but you can decide not to be reduced by them. Maya Angelou. I like that one. Control. If I'm thinking Enneagram, again, remember, Enneagram is a tool. It, is, it should not run your life. It's a tool to help you not running your life. Okay? So... We do have the Enneagram lens here and a Jesus lens here, so keep that in mind. But when I think about focus on things that can't control, that immediately makes me think think of eights, ones, and sixes. Just off the top of my head, people who <laughs> like control. So, And who doesn't like a little bit? Everybody likes a, a little, little bit. bit. But the people who are like, give it to me. I find my emotions determine how much control oh, I need. Yes, yes. So That makes sense. Yeah. When like... I'm frustrated. I need more control. When I'm like totally at peace, I'm like, whatever you guys want to do. Yeah, man. Yeah. Chilling. Man, do you ever have in your head that dad advice that stuck with you for years? There is, I guess, maybe maybe middle school, maybe high school. Maybe he said it my whole life and it didn't stick until middle school or high school. But my dad, episode 24, if you want to raise greedy kids, by the way, we interviewed him. Um, But control what you can control is something that finally stuck in my head. And when I was able to retain that information and practice that information, my life became a lot simpler. Mm. My dadism, which doesn't fit this at all. Maybe it does. I'll let you be, you can twist it. (laughs) it. Uh, But it was very accurate, was life sucks, get used to it. (laughs) Which he gently meant was things are gonna go wrong. And if you just like fall apart every time something doesn't, Go your way. Your life will be a series of falling apart. Goodness. Yeah, but if you can accept that, hey, some bad things are going to happen, and, like, what can you do about it? Take the offensive, then. Yeah, be proactive. Yeah. I like it. That has to do with proactive here. 
Right? You can't control that bad things are going to happen. It rains on the just and unjust alike. Yes. I like it. Okay. So here's the checklist on if you think you might be a person that focuses focuses on things they can't control, this might be you. Yes. So you struggle to delegate tasks to other people because you don't think they'll do it right, which there need to be more sentence in that if they do it wrong, then you have to go back and redo it anyway. Or they say they're going to do it and they don't do it and now there's a time crunch and you're doing it anyways. Mm -hmm. Not that I speak from any experience. General question could be, how much do you like group projects? (laughs) And if there's the caveat of, well, do I get to pick my group? Or who's in the group? Or (laughs) I only do solo projects, Enneagram fives. It's okay to branch out. Yeah. That's that's a hard one, especially if your name is tied to it. So Mm -hmm. again, get you a team. You invest energy into wishing other people would change. Ugh. Mm. Man, if they would just fill in the blank, my life would fill in the blank. That's yeah. a dangerous one. If you fail at something, you believe you are solely responsible. Mm. Yeah. We had a PK shootout uh, for back-to-back seasons. U7, U9, U9? It feels like the College World Series, folks. <laughs> the World Cup. Um, yeah, and then a girl missed her PK and fell apart. And mm. anywho, I, we ended up winning. It was fine. But I still went to her afterwards and was like, if we would have lost, it would not have been because of you. Because right. that was kind of her stance when she came back to where we were falling apart. So I get it. I've been there. Um but it's, a, like you said, a team effort. And we're human. Yeah, congratulations. It is a common humanity experience. Okay, this one stuck out to me too. Even when you recognize you aren't able to completely control a situation, you struggle to let it go. And that made me think of a couple of verses. So I'm just going to read them. Philippians 4, 6 through 8, which is, But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Again, back to the winning. And then... That verse right after it is whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure. That's right after that verse. Or that's that verse is right after that. Romans twelve nineteen is never take your own revenge, but leave the room for the wrath of God. So it's one of those things like, this is not yours to carry. You don't have to control what happens as a one. Like you want like the justice to be there or aids. But that's not up to you a lot of the times. So... Yes. Mm, that's a hard one. What do you think of this part? She talked about uh, this idea of wanting to control things can come from a superhero complex mm. where we have this mistaken belief that if we just try hard enough, everything will turn out the way we want. Uh, that is a slippery slope because there is, there's a lot of half-truths in that statement. Mm-hmm. A lot of times motivational speakers will say things like, You can do anything you want or you can be anything you want, which that's not accurate. You can't be anything you want to be, but you can be everything that God wants you to be. Mm -hmm. So it's one of those things like whenever you're talking to your kid, I want to be an astronaut. Yeah, man, you so can be an astronaut. I've started to say, that sounds fun. What does God say about that? So then they know, oh, I should be filtering things through what God wants me to do. So, and I have to do that to myself too, because I'm like, man, if I could just fill in the blank, I could fill in the blank, but what does God say about it? So, you can't be anything you want to be, 
And we talked about that in Atomic Habits, too. A guy who's, what was the, the basketball example? He was obsessed with basketball, but he just was not good. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to go pro, man. But if you're supposed to be in the basketball realm, that's what God says, then you need to figure out how do you fit in that picture. So that's how I feel about that. Dang, I was listening to yours and forgot mine. Sorry about that. Just so good, Brooke. I couldn't. <laughs> Sometimes I have to, like, I have to say, don't listen, don't listen, don't oh, listen, I know. don't listen. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you got me up in that. So. so in this section, there's also, it makes, back to our psychology days, there's the something called the locus of control. So you have, you, it's on a spectrum. So either you think you are in control of everything that happens to you versus everything's out of my control. It's all about luck and just, oh, this just happened. And she talks about the research behind why it's important to have a balanced locus of control because then you don't have some false reality that you're living in. Or if something goes bad, it's like, oh, I just have bad luck. Or if something goes bad, it's, oh, it's all my fault. So the balance there. Yeah, when I read locus of control, I immediately pictured that commercial where a cockroach runs across your TV screen and then it's really (laughs) a pest control commercial. Uh And so it took a little while to get past that, but I did. Mm. I did get past that. So um, I don't know. I think growing up, I felt a little bit of the external locus, Mm -hmm. but I think my parents quickly explained more of the internal local locus of control and so yeah you got to work for things yeah same thing with like intrinsic and extrinsic motivation it's good to have that balance instead of be totally motivated by just yourself or totally motivated by rewards and punishments that balance there and that's uh, you have to model it if you're teaching people how to do it or teaching yourself how to do it that takes practice yeah, and I think um, faith comes in and plays a bit of a part because you oh, see sure. people that are doing all the internal locus stuff and like bad things that happen to good people, mm-hmm. or you see the people that aren't doing anything, yes. <laughs> and then yeah, a little luck comes their way. But having faith that you know God's plan is greater than ours, whether we can see it or not, but. You know, just recognizing what your job and calling is. So Mark Batterson, he is a Christian author, and he talks about pray like it depends on God, but work like it depends on you. So it's not just saying, oh, God, help me win the lottery, and I don't buy a lotto ticket. Like that's I'm not going to win the lottery if I don't buy a ticket. So I've got to put in my effort, and that doesn't mean it's you're going to get it. If I pray for it and I work hard to, it's going to happen. Again, it's all part of God's plan. So I like how you're tying in the faith aspect there. There's been things that I've prayed for and worked for and didn't get. And then I've been fortunate enough to see a couple of times where I'm glad I didn't get it. <laughs> like, Thank goodness you know, I didn't get the promotion. I had like some crazy temper tantrum with God, but now I'm like, oh, yep. thank you. Thank you for saving me because <laughs> I don't have the right perspective. Exactly. I don't see all the moving parts. Mm-mm. And maybe you're just, you're you're helping someone else achieve what they need to achieve by you're not getting whatever mm-hmm. it is. So, mm-hmm. it's not about you. Okay, so there are several problems associated with trying to control everything. So remember she gives a list of the negative things that can happen if you are trying to be a control freak. Yes. Oh, man. A lot of these resonated with me, but... Mm-hmm. Mm. Trying to maintain complete control leads to increased anxiety. Yeah. I mean, if you're trying to spin all the plates, you can't. You can't do it. 
Yeah, and I think that's why the second one, attempting to control everything wastes time and energy. Yes. It just does. And then people that like to control things and they control everything and then they get mad that no one else is doing anything and you're like, but you took it all. (laughs) What do you want me to do? You did not delegate responsibly. Yes. Also, the control freak aspect, it damages relationships. Mm -hmm. So could be your kids, could be your spouse. I mean, if you're constantly nagging, I mean, some clearly something's not being heard and you need to try a different way if that's the case. Absolutely. And this is kind of some nice grace is that like, if you do it all, then you'll unnecessarily blame yourself for everything. Remember that you're human and um, we all make mistakes, but hey, if everyone's involved, then everyone's a little bit responsible. <laughs> it's all y'all. It's all y'all's fault. I'm sure that's not the right way to interpret <laughs> that one. But if it gets someone there. We're all in this together. Anyway. What is that from? That's from High School Musical, but we missed that. That was after our time. We were in college. We were we in college. College musical. And there was not one provided. I didn't know if that was from Cheers since... That was one of our... (laughs) (laughs) I have not seen that one. No, no, no. What are some old ones you saw? I saw Happy Days. Friends, Wonder Years. I Love Lucy. Wonder Years. Mm -hmm. Blaine's World. Yeah. Yeah. Good ones. Fun times. All you young whippersnappers, go watch it on your Hulus. On your Hulus and your streamings. I think you can see it on the tweeter. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Okay, so remind yourself that there's a lot you can't control. I mean, bottom line, God is in control. So, have you heard the thing, give it to God and go to bed? Yes, I (laughs) do that sometimes. Give it to God, go to bed. Uh, You can give your child tools to be successful, but you can't make your child be a good student. I'll keep trying. Yeah, of course. (laughs) As, As a good parent, you need to continue to give them the tools and the skill sets that they need, but ultimately, they get, they're gonna choose. So, all you can do is all you can do. And all you can do is control what you can control. Yes. And please respond with grace and prayer. If some mom has a child melting down in Target, she is probably doing just about everything she knows or can do. Yep. And there's also, um, we've had some instances even on the soccer field where my players and parents alike will comment about a player on the other team and to me, it looks like an identified behavior issue mm-hmm. um, and not just they need a whoop-in. And so just to that note, like it's not always a reflection of the parent. You don't know the whole story. You're just seeing outward behaviors and there could be a lot going on. They could be the foster parent of a kid. And even. they can't do certain things or they can no longer foster. Or that kid has been through trauma or that is how the kid has had to respond to get food. Right. Uh, You just, you don't know. You don't know. know. You don't know. But this is also grace for the parent that is doing everything they can. Like, keep up the good fight. And you just want to go to Target. Yeah. (laughs) I just want to go to Target. (laughs) But I don't have anyone who can respite watch my foster kid. Like, that's a thing. If you're a foster parent and you have a kid, your mom can't just watch the, the child. Someone who's had training has to watch them. So, you don't know. Yeah. And I didn't know that until... I started kind of looking at this stuff and had friends who went through it. So. Okay, I just remembered my thing from Oh, tell me. Okay, so back to the superhero complex of if you work hard enough that, you know, it'll happen. Um, I think with perfectionism, I had that thought that if I just worked hard enough, everything could be perfect. 
And for a while, the alternative of things not being perfect, I translated to, like, mediocre. Mm -hmm. And it's like, there's still a um, high goal. You can still have high expectations and have really outstanding things. And that not aiming for perfectionism doesn't mean you accept mediocre. So by not controlling everything you could still end up with something that's really good and maybe even better if you have some untapped talent, especially on your team. But then, too, just the benefits of not trying to live up to that perfectionism standard. So yeah, that's um, good. I like, and that just reminded me because one of these other bullet points said, you can do your best at your job, but you can't force your boss to recognize your work. Yeah. So the alternative isn't... Um, okay, well, he's not recognizing me, so I'm just not going to try hard anymore. I try. Yeah. <laughs> Instead, again, you just got to have faith and it. I don't know. In my life, it's showed up and paid off later. So remember who you serve, I guess. And that. uh, that's good. Remember who you are and who you serve. Mm-hmm. You don't serve your boss. You serve Jesus. And he said, do everything unto the Lord. So, man, if your job is to staple those papers, <laughs> you stack them so pretty and... Get you a streamline. What angle do you think the staples at on the machines? It's not a 45. No, it's not. Is it like a 57? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> we'll Google it later. Maybe. Maybe we'll just leave that for you. Yes, man. That's it. Again, there are so many more things in here that we've talked about, like trying to get your spouse to do a certain thing, get your boss to do a certain thing, change a diagnosis. I mean, you're going to want to read this chapter for sure. Ooh, this was good too. She said, when you notice yourself trying to control something that you can't, ask yourself, what am I so afraid of? Hmm. Afraid of other people dropping the ball. Yeah. Afraid of it reflecting bad on your name. Afraid of the energy it's going to take from you. Yeah. There's a lot. That's a good one. So there is a section, here are some strategies to help you with all these things. And just like in one of the previous chapters, it was like deep breaths, excuse yourself to take, get some, your mental thoughts together kind of thing. So same thing here, we're trying to focus on, not focus on things that we can't control, right? So she gives you a few little tips. One of them is listen first and speak second. So... This is just really good general advice, but it comes from the Bible. Don't you love it when someone's like, oh, you know, do unto others. And you're like, yeah, man, that's from the Bible. Right. So so this is from the Bible. Again, we've talked about Amy uh, mentioning that she, I believe, I think she's a believer from what I recall reading. So there's that. And then this verse, James 1, 19, it says, My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. That's just really good life advice. There have been... all levels. Yeah. I have had some um, bosses and people in leadership where I've worked, and they've been really good at this. So this probably is surprising to you, but awkward silence I don't do so well with. But here... I love it. Brooke doesn't make me feel awkward. I feel like I'm in good company. (laughs) (laughs) We'll just stare at each other. But, like, if I'm really nervous in, like, uh, again, meeting with a superior, if and they know, they just, they already know, if they wait, like, 1.5 seconds, I'll fill in that empty silence with something else and go from asking for help to just telling them, never mind, I will do it myself, I do not need any help or mm. other things. But, yeah, 
Um, so I'm working on that, especially with my kids, not jumping in and saving everything right away. So when they come to me whiny and complainy, I just wait a little bit and try to like make the same face uh-huh. that I've seen other people make. And they're like, so can I have a glass of water, please? And you're mm-hmm. like, oh, you're just thirsty or just hungry. Mm-hmm. Like they're, it gives them time to think and come up with their own solutions yes. and mm-hmm. solve their own problems. Episode 60 with Kelly Smith also talks about that because she does a lot of love and logic stuff. We'll link that book. But she her prompt that the resource tells you is, well, what are you going to do about that? Mm-hmm. So whenever one of my kids comes up and they just tell me something like, man, what are you going to do about that? And then if they don't know, give them options that you're okay with. And episode 60 explains it all. But... I love that. Oh, yeah. So there's another point in here. It says change your behavior. So a lot of times, since you can't control other people, what you can control is your response, your reaction, and what you're going to do next. So like you were saying earlier, Farron, I don't remember if it was this episode or a previous episode, where you talked about if this person says this thing and it's going to upset me, what are some things I can have in place ready to make sure I don't respond in a negative way. Yeah. So I think that was a couple episodes ago, but if you, a lot of times when people are wanting advice or asking me questions, they can tell me, here's what I need to say or do, and here's exactly how it's going to go. And they want to avoid the other person's reaction. Mm -hmm. Well, you can't control that, but instead of you getting upset, even though it might be painful or uncomfortable, why don't you work on that, that you can control yeah. how, your reaction and your feelings to it. Right. Um, come up with even a catchphrase. So I've said it a lot, but when my kids spill something, I don't want to scream at them. So my catchphrase is, pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. And then once they pick it up, then we get the paper towels mm-hmm. and stuff. So I want to yell something. So instead of, I told you not to put it there, look at this uh-huh. messy mess. Yeah, pick it up, pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. And so I get that release of saying something. Because, I don't know, kids, when they spill, they just kind of look at you and look at it and look at you and watch it spill more. Because they're waiting for your reaction. Is it going to be yell? Yeah. So then you're going to train them to, oh, well, if I make a mistake, she's going to yell at me. And since you've mentioned the pick it up method, we have now done that in our house. So Oh, Tori does it. If the youngest Uh one spills, she'll say, pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. Yes, it works. Like a charm. So in the book, she also talks about here are some benefits that you can experience once you let go of the control freak inside. You can have increased happiness, which all these make sense. Better relationships, less stress, new opportunities, more success. Why wouldn't you want to let go of some control? Who would want this stuff? (laughs) Not I. Look at this stuff. Isn't it neat? It's all neat. (laughs) And then as she closes the chapter, remember she does what's helpful and what's not helpful. So the chapter is they don't focus on things they can't control. So mentally strong people, they don't focus on things they can't control, right? Control what you can control. So what's helpful? Um, I liked the not relying on yourself for the entire outcome. For sure. A lot of times if I am trying to do it all myself, it doesn't turn out like the way I originally thought. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I can't do it all. Right. Weird. In fact, if I do delegate some, it gets close, actually gets closer to the way I pictured it because I have enough time to do the parts I wanted done. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I like delegating tasks and responsibilities to other people. So as a one, thinking household chores, getting the kids to, letting them put their laundry up. Oh my goodness. 
It can take forever. Or folding a blanket. But guess what? They're not going to get any better at folding blankets if I always fold them. Yes. And to that note, under what's not helpful, insisting on doing everything because no one else can do it right. Kids want to help. And when, yes. when they're little, you might be in this phase. They want to help cook. They want to help fold the towels. They want to mm-hmm. help everything. And they're told no so many times that then why are we surprised when they're, you know, early tweens and teens and they don't want to help? Yeah. They've been told no and that they're doing it wrong and let me redo these. I'll just do it myself Yeah, for so many years. So it is painful. Like we've... Watching them do it. Yes. Folding towels. Like they don't even... Like the cabinet door doesn't even close all the way. Mm -hmm. But... I do see progress in their folding yeah. abilities. Yes. Got to get their 10,000 hours sometime. Yeah. Do all this before they're 10. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and, like, unloading the dishwasher. It's not the cups aren't even... St- it's a... If you open my cabinet, be careful. <laughs> but Put you, your hands in front of your face. <laughs> but you know what? The dishwasher gets unloaded in, like, one minute. It's insane. That's one, awesome. Top Think rack. about how much time you just got back. Bottom rack. Baby does sorts the silverware. That's good for school. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Not the pokey ones. If it's a pokey something utensil, she goes, pokey one, you got to do it. I love that. My eight-year-old nephew, he is a phenomenal little chef. Mm. And so Stephanie is so good about letting him help in the kitchen that now he can make a lot of meals on his own, which means Stephanie can work or Stephanie can do another task or she can just sit in there and talk with him Mm -hmm. instead of having to constantly do everything on her own. So hats off to you, sister. Yeah, so it if you the payoff is worth it, for sure. So guys, it's a lot of front loading in but, there. Find yeah. a way for them to help, even like if it's putting the dryer sheet in the dryer. Yes, Throw something that's age appropriate, manageable that you can build on. Mm-hmm. Love it. Okay, so that was chapter four. They don't focus on things they can't control. Boom. All right, mic drop. Next chapter. Bye. We help hardworking Christian women get the growth they want by giving them the tools they need in order to have more joyful lives. We love providing our Christian-based personal growth podcast to our listeners at no cost. If you are enjoying the content, please consider supporting our mission by donating to our Patreon. We're a small team creating the show for our community by researching, recording, and producing the episodes ourselves. Any amount is greatly appreciated. Your support will help offset the cost of making and hosting the show. As a thank you, you can receive exclusive access. For more details on specific membership tiers, visit our Patreon page. Go to patreon.com forward slash witty and gritty. We've included the link in the show notes.